Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I hope you all are having a blessed day. Before we get started, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you so much for letting us see another week. Father God, as we go into this week, we ask you to protect us. Help us to be better people. Help us to be kind and compassionate, Father God. Father God, we ask you to put a covering over us, Father God. We welcome the Holy Spirit into this podcast. We ask him to pour out his wisdom and knowledge into us. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Father God, we ask you to get the increase while I get the decrease. Please help me to teach this lesson according to how you want me to teach it. Father God, we just thank you and bless you. We ask you to bless the people that are hearing it, bless the people that are reading it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So today's key verse is Psalms 31 and 4. Get me out of this net that's been set for me because you are my protective fortress. Subject, escaping the net. Christian truths, I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it if you like. I'm escaping the net. I am beautiful. I am loving. I am whole. Life seems to be challenging to navigate, especially if you don't have Christ in your life. It can be difficult, and the more we try to make it easier, it it doesn't because when we do this without God, it can be difficult. I've had situations in my life that I tried to do without God, and it felt like I was fighting alone, but with God. We, we never have to feel alone in loss. In this verse today, the author was telling God to get him out of the net he's in. When someone catches a fish in a net, it makes it hard for them to get out. And the more they struggle, the deeper they go into the net, and the more trapped they become. And the author knew that God could release him from all his troubles and mistakes. I've had mistakes in my life, and honestly, some people have Never let me live those mistakes down, but God has. When God freed us from our sins by letting his son die for us, He, we don't have to worry about the enemy trying to take us back because he can't take us out of his hand. John 10 and 28 says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hands. That's a promise. The enemy can't stay. The enemy can't say this. This is mine. I need her back. But the only time we are taken away is when we fall into the darkness. Psalms 25 and 15. My eyes are ever towards the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. The protection that God can give us is so effective that we don't have to worry about what will come or how this situation will work out or what will happen because he is a very present help in a fortress. When we are in need, all we need to do is believe that he will help us through everything. The situations you're dealing with or need rescuing from, he will or can do this for us too. But we have to believe in him. We must know that his love runs so deep that he doesn't care in that very moment. The words leave our mouth. God will give us what we need. But sometimes our doubt and sin can cause delay. But when we say, I know he's there, I know he cares, He, we will be all right. Most of the time, we see our situation as ones that can't be conquered. We can't conquer, but God can do anything. It was a man once who thought he was dying. He cried out. He said to God, do you remember me being faithful? And God told him, I will heal you. With the healing, I will also give you 15 years added to your life. See, when God blesses us, no one can take it away. It's ours. But we have to understand the words that Hezekiah used. He said, I have always been a faithful servant of yours. See, he was faithful through things that sh- in situations, and God seen that. We must learn the word so we can quote God's promises to him. 
That's why meditation and learning the Bible verses are essential to our growth in God. Psalms 124 and 7. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the flowers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. The only way for us to escape is by God's hand. We can't be released from anything in our life until God says, okay, free her or him. Until he says, I'm tired. Until we say, I'm tired of being in this place in my life. And we won't be released until then. We, we have to want to change and want to be released. We get to these places we, we shouldn't be in because we are too busy running for this thing in this lot in this world instead of the things that are for Jesus. The things in this world is a trap. It is all is all built to pull us closer to the, the things of the flesh. And we must start aligning our lives with the word of God and not with what's happening in this world. Second Corinthians 12 and 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my powers make perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boost all the more gladly for my weakness so that the power of the Christ may rest upon me. Today, the, the word of God tells us that when we are weak, he's strong. When we are weak, he's made perfect. We have to rely on God to make us strong in every day in any protection. We have to believe that he can protect us and guide us. But the moment we start relying on other things, when we are weak, we will never escape the net we are in. God wants us to rely on him in our worst situations fully and not the things in this world because it all will fade away one day. Prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything. We ask you to help us through our days. Sometimes it's hard dealing with, with life, life, losing loved ones and losing people and pushing people away. But we ask you to walk with us through this because we can't handle it ourselves. We ask you to take our heart and mind and mold us truly change us. Lord, we love you so much and we want to make you happy. Please help us to do that. Lord, we want to escape the situations we are in, but we know we only we, we know only you can. We thank you for always caring for us. And Father, it is anything in our in that's in our life blocking it. Please help us and stop it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So today's key verse, uh, today's topic, I'm sorry, is escaping the net. When fish get in a net. It's most likely they can't come out unless they're tiny enough to get through the the holes. Uh, what the net reminds me of in um, some of you that seen Nemo, when Nemo, the second Nemo came out, all the fishes got in the net and they all was pushing to get away from this guy and the net broke. They all worked as one, but we know in real life that's that's not going to happen, you know, but that's the type of thing that I think about when I think about a net. They got away. And we could get away from the net that the enemy set for us, but we have to want to get released. And those fishers in Nemo, they wanted to get released. They pushed past this man. They kept pushing past the, the thing that had them and they broke it. But we have to have that want, that that drive to say, I don't want to be in the spot that Satan that pushed me in, so I'm going to push towards God. But if we don't have that mindset to push towards God. We won't break the net. We won't have the strength to. We won't, but as long as we're trying, God can give us that strength to push through. I can remember times in my life I've gotten myself in situations and I'd be like, there's no way I'm getting out of this situation now. I'm stuck. I want to get out, but I'm stuck. And God will show me exactly how to get out of a situation or exactly how to fix a situation. And when he showed me, I do exactly what he says. Because that's the problem. Some of us are in nets because we won't listen to him. We won't stop what we're doing and listen. We won't stop and pray. 
And that's how we get our understanding is when we pray to God, where we, we say, God, I'm in this situation and you tell him about it. And he'll tell you, okay, well, this, this is how you're going to get out of it, but you know, you're not going to like it. I have had several people in my life that I know was bad for me or I, I shouldn't have in my life. And I, I say, God, I know this is the net and the enemy that caused me to, to change, that caused me to think differently. If this person is not meant to be, remove them. And he would say to me, he's like, do you really want that? And I would literally say to him sometimes, depends on the situation or the person. I don't want it, but I want to make you happy. And I know this person is only going to block me. I know this thing is only going to block me from, from achieving my goal with you, which is growing in you. So please, yes, I do not want this person in my life. I do not want this thing in my life. And he would release them. I, that person would disappear as if I never knew them. That thing would not be there anymore. Whatever it is that's in my life that's blocking me. Or I feel like that's holding me from growing in God. I ask them to remove it no matter how painful it is. And I know someone's listening and they're dating someone they shouldn't be dating. And, and God had told you to release this person, but you just feel like you just can't because you feel like you're connected with them on such a deep level. Let me tell you something. If God is telling you to get rid of someone in your life, remove them immediately. Because the more you stay with them, the less you're going to grow in God. Because right now you're in a net and you don't believe you're in a net, but you're in a net. And the moment you say, I'm tired of being in this net, I'm tired of this person, I'm tired of holding on to something that I can't keep, release them. And it's going to hurt, but that's what you have to do. Some of us are on jobs that God told us not to go on and we're miserable. You got to release that job. You got to ask God, God, provide me with the job that you said I need to go to and release me from the job I'm on. He's going to work it out. Now, it might not be immediately. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. It might not be immediately. Then again, it might be. It depends on what God has for you. But we have to understand is that when we're in a net and the devil have put us there and we are, we have put ourselves there and we allow the devil to put us there. We won't escape that net until we go to God and say, God, I'm here. And I need to be removed. We can't change unless we want to change. We can't release drinking unless we want to stop drinking. We can't release smoking until we want to release smoking. We cannot release that adulterous relationship until we say, I'm tired of this relationship. I shouldn't be in this relationship. It's things in our life that we have to say, I'm tired of in order for God to step in. Because he's not going to step in and start moving people, moving things. He can, but he won't. But David knew in today's verse, David knew. He said, get me out of this net that's been set for me because you are my protective fortress. He knew God would protect him from anything and anyone because God is a protective fortress. God protects the, the children of righteousness. God protects the children of light. But we have to be the ones to say, I need my protection. I need my fortress. And he will be there for us. Are you ready to get out of the net that you're in? Are you ready to be protected by the protective fortress that you know that you have, which is God? 
One of the verses we studied is Psalms 25 and 15. My eyes are never towards the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. My eyes are ever towards the Lord, for he will pluck me out of the net. David, eyes, he said, my eyes stay on the Lord. I know God's going to take me out of this net, so my eyes are going to stay focused on God. I'm not going to allow what's happening, the net, to cause me to lose my sight off God. Because let me tell you something, friends. The devotional told us that it's things and traps that the enemy will set for you that you will think, oh, I didn't know this was a trap. And you will realize you won't realize until you go into prayer. And God said, this is a trap. You have stepped into the trap. It's so many things in this world that you can get peace. Like when, I, when, when I gave my life to Christ, he took drinking off my lips. I didn't drink again. I emptied my whole refrigerator out of drinking. So I haven't had a drink in forever. And so then I realized there's other means to get peace. The devil started tempting me with other things. It's, it's drugs you can get that will give you peace. Illicit relationships that can give you peace. You see, it's so many things that he can give, that the world can give you, that can give you peace, but those peace won't last because it will fade away. And if you're not careful, you're like, well, I can't drink anymore, so let me try smoking. Oh, I'm not going to smoke anymore. Let me try to get in this relationship with this person because they bring me happiness. So when I'm happy, I'm in peace. But really, you're not in peace. You're confused because that's what the enemy has trapped for you. It's another trap. Trap after trap after trap. The enemy is almost like Indiana Jones. When you know how Indiana Jones go through those different tunnels and caves, there's traps after traps after traps. That's what the enemy does. He set up traps and we're Indiana Jones and we have to escape it. You know how many traps that Indiana Jones went through with one movie? So many. But he was able to escape because he relied on his skill. But we can't rely on our skill in life. We have to rely on God. And when we rely on God, we can escape anything. We can escape the snare and the traps of the enemy like David did. This man said, I kept my eyes on him. I don't care what's happening. I don't care if you're unemployed. I don't care if your loved ones just left you. I don't care if you had someone in your life that you was dedicated 15 years. You found out this is not the person that you're supposed to be with. Keep your eyes planted on God because he's going to be the one to save you. He's going to be the one to give you peace because I'm telling you this much. I have been in some days in my life that I felt like I was never going to have peace again. And when God showed up, he brought peace with him. When God showed up, he brought joy with him. When God showed up, he brought opportunity for me to escape the snares of the enemy. We have to rely on God. We talked about yesterday that our independence don't need to be on other things and uh, and 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 in ourselves, and it actually was in the five minutes with God. But we can't depend on ourselves to rescue ourselves from these situations. I don't care how strong you are. I don't care if someone said, "Oh, that's such an independent woman. That's such an independent man." I don't care if you're the commissioner. I don't care if you're the president. You cannot rely on your own strength and power to deliver you from the things that's going on in your life because everything is spiritual. Because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but we're wrestling against principalities, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. That's what we're wrestling against. And when we start looking at it that way, we'll realize that we are weak when it comes to the enemy. But God makes us strong when we rely on him. Who are you relying on? What powers are you relying on? 
John 10 and 28 was another verse that we went over in this devotional. It says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. That's a promise. No one will snatch us out of our hands. The enemy can't come back and say, hey, I need Lou. <laughs> you had her too long. I kind of need her back. No. No, he does not have that authority. But I can fall into his hands. I can get out of God's hands and go straight to the enemy's hands. Because it's what we allow in our lives. That's why we need to make sure who we talk to, what we do, we keep it clean, we keep it righteous, we keep it holy. Because the things that we do right now affects us. And it allows the enemy in if we're not careful. Oh, it's just a drink. Oh, it's just a smoke. Oh, it's just a one night stand. One night stand can turn to three night stands. One smoke can turn, one blunt can turn to two blunts. Two cups can turn to three cups. Six shots can turn to eight shots. It happens. But it don't have to happen if we allow ourselves to stay in a righteous and holy living. And a lot of people like to get away from this term is what would Jesus do? But this is such a powerful term that I use on my life every day. What would Jesus do? Would Jesus smoke that? Which I'm not smoking or drinking. This is an example. Would Jesus smoke? Would Jesus drink? And I hear some people say, well, you know, um, Jesus don't uh, Jesus don't criticize, criticize us like that. That's just to see your head. No, we shouldn't live a life that is full of unrighteousness. Expect to walk in righteousness. We can't expect to walk in our gifts of the spirit if we're sitting there dabbling in the flesh. Yes, we have to keep our life pure. Yes, we have to keep our life righteous. And no, this is not legalistic living. No, this is living a holy, righteous life. And people nowadays don't like to live that because it's, it's something they have to give up. It's stuff they have to let go. It's people they have to let go. You have to let go that midnight calls. I tell anyone when I, when I was dating, don't call me after 8 o'clock. I don't feel like a lady should be on the phone past 8 o'clock. People, men would get so mad at me. Oh, so you don't you don't want to talk to me at eight? No, I don't think a, a a woman should be on the phone past eight. I'm old fashioned because I'm trying to keep my life pure and holy. And being on the phone late at night with someone that you're not married to nor dating to, dating with the the conversation can turn quick. Going to a bar with your friends and saying, "Oh, I'm just gonna have some seltzer water." I just have a, a drink that's a that's a virgin drink. Your your friends might think it's funny and give you some, some kind of liquor. And then you're sitting there drinking. Oh, that's not my fault. Yes, it is because you place yourself in the club. You place yourself at the bar. We have to be mindful of what we do because everything is a trap. The enemy is trying to call us back to him. And if we're not careful, it will happen. Oh, I'm, I, I'm tired. I'm just going to sleep in. So that's one day not praying and not reading your Bible. Oh, I'm just going to lay here and um, I'm just kind of tired. It's raining out. It's cold. So I'm going to lay down. Day number two, not praying, not reading. So you start a habit of not praying and reading. It's prayerlessness. See, everything you look at in your life, you got to stop and say, okay, this is turning into a habit. Is this a good habit or a bad habit? Is this going to lead me away from Christ? Because if it is, I don't need to do it. The nets that we have sometimes in our life is from our own fault. We all like to blame the enemy. Well, the enemy came at me. No, you fall into the trap. You came towards the enemy. You should have never been at the bar. 
We have to understand that we have to be mindful. Because everything in this life is a trap to cause us to fall. We have to be mindful. And someone might say to me, I know I'm going to get a message. Well, that's not living life. I'm living life by living a righteous and holy life. You're living life when you live a righteous and holy life. You're living life when you're praying every day and you're reading your word and meditating. That's living life. We wasn't meant to be in here doing everything and everything and dabbling into everything. We was meant to serve and praise God. We was meant to worship and understand our maker. We are meant to connect with him and save souls. That's what we're meant to do. Not do everything and anything we think we're big enough to do. We have to start changing people, God. Because hell is real. It's a real place. If we're not careful, we're going to wind up in a trend where we're far away from God. And we're going to start using the excuse to say, oh, it's the enemy. The enemy's after me. He's after everybody. But we have to ignore his tricks and trip, his trick, tricks and snares. It's up to us. Let me go over one verse that we have for um, reference. Psalms, um, let's go with 2 Timothy 2 and 26. They may come to their senses and escape from their snares of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. We have to come to our senses. We have to understand that this is his job. This is his job to come after us and make us want the flesh. And while you're in it, while you're in this net, you're not going to think that what you're doing is fleshly. You're not. You're not. But if you pray and you ask God, God, I haven't talked to you in a while, but what's going on in my life? I feel different. And you're like, this is a trap. You're, you're in a trap. You're in a net. I can get you out, but you're going to have to want to get out. And he will help us out. It happens to all of us. It, it don't just happen to not the people that are not pastors and prophets. It happens to everybody. Pastors, prophets, deacons, uh, Sunday school teachers. It happens to everyone. But we have to be the ones to say, I don't want this. Whatever net you in, whatever God has told you to step away from, step away from it now. Whatever net you in, I don't care how big it seems, go to God. Because what's big to us is small to him. He's the creator of the universe. I pray you all have a blessed day. Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you too. Remember that the memory verse, the verse of the day, the further reading and, and, and references and, and the, the devotional where you can go read it, it's going to be at the bottom of the bio. I pray you all have a blessed day. Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you too. Um, remember to like, subscribe, and follow whatever platforms you on. And remember to share with a family member or a friend and to share on your social media page. Thank you. Be blessed.